Hello, shalom, and welcome to the Awareness of Success podcast. On this podcast, we ask questions like what does success really means and what does it take to be truly successful in all areas of life? We believe that anyone can change their circumstances and create a better life for themselves like I was able to change mine by raising awareness of the habits, mindsets and patterns that create success. My name is Gilad Hanina and I help you change your circumstances by showing you what's possible in a way you can apply what you learn to create your own version of success. On this podcast, we choose to grow in all areas of life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Awareness of Success podcast. I'm so excited about this episode. Today, I have here with me Emily Goff, who is um, actually my podcast coach. That's how I initially met her. She helped me with everything that we are doing here on the podcast. But more than that, she's actually a human connection coach. She's been featured on Forbes. Um, She's the, um, the founder of the Room to Grow podcast, ranked in the top 200 podcast in the mental health space. She's a mental health coach. And uh, she's amazing, literally. So, Emily, I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you doing? I am good. I'm so happy to be here, Gila. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. (laughs) For sure. I'm honored to have you here. Um, It's like I've been waiting for this episode. And um, yeah, let's let's get started. I would love to, if you could share uh, with our audience your story, kind of where you got started. I'm sure there's uh, a lot to learn from you. Oh my gosh. Um, I never know where to start with these. I was, I was in the, the corporate world for uh, 11 years and mm-hmm. I had a degree in something completely different again. <laughs> and I just knew that I didn't belong in that job. It was a great job, but I knew I didn't belong there. So I was kind of trying to explore, trying to figure out what else I could do instead. So I started, um, I got certified uh, to teach fitness and boot camp classes. So I was doing that on the side while I was working full time. And mm-hmm. then went back to school um, part time to become a holistic nutritionist. So mm-hmm. then when I finally quit my full time job, I was doing that in the online space. And I just started to feel like things were not quite right. It, it just it wasn't bringing me my, as much kind of joy as, as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I'd already launched uh, two different podcasts, including Room to Grow. And people kept approaching me how to, how to um, launch their own podcast. They're like, I can't even launch one. How have you launched two? And I thought, wow, like I really light up about this because I love the connection that can be created through mm-hmm. podcasts. So I started teaching how to launch and grow your podcast uh, organically and all of that. And I loved it. But 2020 brought some interesting changes because I just sort of started to again, almost just feel like there, I, I was, I was lacking the fulfillment that I had been seeking. And it just felt like I was not fulfilling my, my sort of deeper sense of purpose. And I finally kind of came to the realization that connection has been threaded through everything I've ever done. And that was where I both wanted and really needed to focus my attention, especially because everything that everyone has undergone in 2020 has really highlighted the importance of human connection in whole mm-hmm. new ways as well. Um, people have, have you know, there, there's a lot of collective grief right now. Like people are, are grieving, not being able to see loved ones. Uh, some people are in isolation and have been for a really long time. Job loss, you know, all these different things. Yeah. And so I've been really excited to move more fully into this space. And it feels like I am finally in the exact area in, in life and business that I yeah. have been working towards for many years. So yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. So you basically moved from being a, a podcast coach, you know, uh, and I actually want to go back even before that, like you, you were working in a corporate job, you were making this, this amount of money, but you still launched podcasts. Like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just, you know, kept focusing on on the corporate job? Like what got you into, into the podcasting space at all? Yeah, great question. It was, you know, the, the corporate job, um, I knew from the very beginning, I did not want to stay there. And it was kind of, I, I, especially the fact that I stayed in there for 11 years, I never intended to stay that long. It was always just sort of a means to an end, but I hadn't figured out yet what I wanted to do instead. And in the meantime, it was paying the bills. It was paying for me to buy a house, go back to school, like all of these other things. Mm-hmm. So it was more convenient and kind of like a security blanket in a lot of ways. Um, And then in terms of the podcast, my first podcast was uh, more around fitness and nutrition because that was what I was doing at the time. And I launched it with a co-host. And initially she and I just started doing joint Facebook lives to kind of test things out before we made the commitment to a full podcast. This Mm -hmm. is back in 2017. 
And people loved it. They were asking us questions. They were engaged. We're like, okay, you know, I think we'll, mm-hmm. I think we'll do this whole podcast thing. So we launched it together. We did about 50 episodes. We, we so enjoyed it. And uh, then we just, our businesses just started to go in different directions. And we parted extremely amicably. She's still a, a great friend. And I did not want to stop podcasting though, because I just fell in love with it. The fact yeah. that, that we're able to create this really intimate connection with people by being in their earbuds and being part of their daily routine in a lot of instances, we start to feel like they're best friends. Like I, I often feel that way about people that I listen to regularly on podcasts. So yeah. I just saw the the immense power in it and even the ability to teach by speaking things out loud because sometimes we both learn and can teach better by speaking rather than by writing. And I love writing as well, actually, but there's there's just something special about being able to hear tone of voice and stuff too. So 100%. yeah, yeah. No, I, so that was how I ended up launching the the room to grow and just kind of ran with that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And I love you. I love your podcast. I love the show. Oh. And like I I remember myself, you know, serving in the army. Like maybe 2019, I was listening to to one particular podcast uh, by Josh Forty, and I could so much connect with him because I was just listening to it every single day and. And that's, that's exactly what you're talking about, like this human connection. And on top of that, I know you've been taking part in the, in our community on Facebook. And I know like one time I asked like, Hey, everybody, what's, what are you mostly struggling with about? And, and we saw so many people answer, we are struggling with our mental health nowadays. So like the, the, the majority of the answers was like our productivity and focus or mental health. And I thought it would be amazing to bring you on here. Um, to dive deeper into your story, which I wanna, I wanna get into that and, and share some uh, some ideas and values regarding mental health, which I'm sure like you have so much to share. Yeah, and and you know there, it, the the effect on mental health throughout this this whole time frame, especially with mm-hmm. the pandemic and everything, has been devastating to a lot of people. And it's interesting because even when I saw some of the people in your group that were the, the people that weren't commenting mental health directly, but they were saying things like productivity, they're so related Yeah. because especially because right now, like 13, 14 months into this pandemic at, at the time of, of us recording, um, I am in Canada at the moment and things are still like basically completely locked down yeah. <laughs> and people are exhausted People are actually exhausted. They're lethargic. It's so hard to feel motivated. feels like everything takes 10 times longer than it does. And then we beat ourselves up because we were thinking back to all of the things that we could get done in a day pre-pandemic. And we're like, why can't I match that? Like, what, hmm. what has gone wrong? Why is my productivity and motivation not the same as it once was? But we are mentally drained because we're having to think about things and navigate the world in whole new ways that that we didn't have to do before. (laughs) And it's made a really big difference. And it's sort of like, um, there's a really fantastic book called uh, The Willpower Instinct by Kelly McGonigal. Okay. And she talks about willpower in it in a whole variety of ways. And that can be applied to, you know, like your your workout habits, nutrition, like all of these different things. And to me, it's so related to this because we're as human beings, we're sort of like little batteries. And at the beginning of the day, hopefully if you got like a decent night's sleep or something like that, your battery is sort of fully charged. So that's when it's easier to have more willpower. Hmm. But by the end of any given day, we have been making tiny little decisions, some of which we may not have even realized, but it's things as small as like when to brush our teeth in the morning and uh, which clothes to put on for the day, what to eat for breakfast, All of these little decisions, you multiply that out all day long, by the end of the day, we're exhausted. So that's on a normal day. And then you add in not only something like a pandemic, but months worth of a pandemic and people are drained. And then we're giving ourselves such a hard time. And I think a really important part of this conversation is to have more compassion for ourselves because we're doing hard things. We're doing really hard things. And even though we're all going through it, we're still thinking of ourselves like, why can't I do more? And, and it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And I think that the more we can accept where we're at and to stop creating so much resistance and showing ourselves some kindness, it's yeah. actually going to be easier to move through some of this and get to the other side. It's, it's, it makes so much sense. So basically, if I'm taking everything you just said and I put it into one sentence, what you're trying to say is we need to judge ourselves less 
change the expectations a little bit and adjust our 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 expectations basically adjust to the current situation and then from that mo- that position we can kind of grow and be able to allow ourselves to uh, to improve our strength, our willpower, and, and and our mental health situation. Exactly, exactly. And just focusing on like the really little habits, because sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the big picture. Like I'm very mm. much a visionary, so I can see like the grand vision. And then you ask me how to get there and I freeze. <laughs> like mm. this is why I have to bring people on to like help me with that point, because getting from point A to the point B that I can imagine is the hard part. I can see the point B. I can see everything that's going to go on at point B, but I don't know always how to get there. And it's really easy, I think, for a lot of people to get sucked into that. And it's more about the consistency of the smallest little things in your day. And hmm. there's there's sort of this, um, there's actually a really beautiful image that I, I came across on Instagram where it was showing this little almost bar graph. And there were just these tiny little points that were just in a flat line all the way across. And it was sort of like an arrow pointing up at one point. It's like, this is pointless. So you're thinking to yourself, this is pointless as I'm going through like the very basic day-to-day stuff. And then all of a sudden at the end of the graph, you start to see things spiking upward. Mm. And it's like, okay, all of these little things that you're doing on a consistent basis, exactly. They compound and you're going to start to see some big shifts. We just can't always predict when. But that hopefully is some sort of motivation to continue going. I actually ended up making it the background on my phone because I loved it so much. <laughs> nice, yeah, I, I totally get it, and that's that's where a lot of people like, um, you know, for 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 me and for you, I'm sure for everybody, it's hard to see the progress when it's happening. It's only when we look back, it's it's like, and we have done so much work, we can look back and see, hey, we have done all of this. But while you're inside the things that you're trying to create or the work you're trying to get done, you don't. You don't necessarily feel, hey, I'm making a progress. You more more like feeling, oh, this is not working, this is not working, and you know, I don't have the motivation to do this. And you are basically judging yourself of all of the things that's not working, and and that's where you know the the mental health issues come in, the, the lack of motivation, the anxiety, the depression. But you're actually making things, so it's about it's about you know keeping up these these small steps. And I think add on that. Uh, being um, appreciate, you know, being grateful and appreciation for like the things that you being aware, I would say, for the work that you are actually doing. Yes, that awareness piece is so key because there's it's so easy to fall into the trap of always looking ahead and never actually being in the present moment. And then we can have all these these goals, which is amazing. That's beautiful things that we're working towards, and then we hit them and we don't even feel anything because we're already mm. then focused on the next thing. So yeah. it's so important. I always, I talk to clients and stuff about this as well. I, I, I'm like, you need to throw a celebration every yeah. time you hit some sort of milestone. That's why it can actually be really important to have some, some little milestones, um, not to judge yourself against in terms of if you don't hit it, then you're a failure, but in order to create some, some milestones to celebrate when you get there, even if yeah. they're really small and to actually look back and go, wow, five, 10 years ago, I would have loved to have been where I am now. I finally made it. I need to appreciate this before I move on to the next thing, because it has to be about the journey. It can't just be about the destination or once you get to the destination, you will be wildly unhappy. No, it's, it's so, it's so important. Like I, I, I know for, for myself, for a fact, like, you know, about two months ago, I was at the point just right before I decided to launch the podcast, I was at the point where I've done so much. But then when I talk to the people closest to me, I'm like, there is so much I need to accomplish. There, my goals are like far, far away. And I, I felt like I, I'm not I'm not in a position where I appreciate all the process I was going through. So for one day I was just thinking to myself, two years ago, I was just finishing the army, you know. My situation was so much different than than where I'm at right now that I made so much. I, I did so much in in these two years period of time that it's it's mind blowing. And I was taking some time to appreciate that. And I think everybody should do it, so should do it. I think so too. I think so too. And uh, absolutely, Gilad. Like I, when we first connected, I was astonished at how much you, you accomplish and how much you've done in such a short period. And at such a young age, like it's incredible. So that needs to be celebrated. Absolutely. Hmm. And, but everyone, you know, it it doesn't, I also really want to encourage anyone 
to not just think about milestones like uh, financial goals or something like that, to really get clear on what your definition of success is and to kind of potentially redefine it. Because financial success is one version of success, but that's not the only version. And that Definitely can't not. be the only version. There has mm-hmm. to be more to it than that because money alone is not going to get you up out of bed every morning on the hard days. You have to come up with something that is more fulfilling. And Gilad, you and I have talked about this as well, sort of like digging into your why a little bit yeah. more and really getting clear on that because that's going to help you to progress forward. So what is your definition of success, Emily? How do you Ooh. see it? Good question. <laughs> me on the spot here. Um, I, I feel like success to me in a lot of ways encompasses freedom mm-hmm. and freedom from all different angles. Like of course, financial is one of them, but like time freedom, energy freedom, location freedom to a degree, um, just to be able to live my life the way that I want to live it. And I mean like, like live life, not just have a certain number of dollars in a bank account. Uh, money can buy choices and money is, is fantastic that way. Money is an energy, right? Mm-hmm. But money does not buy your, your happiness. And if I can have things like the time freedom, the energy freedom, all of those things, then I am free to use that time to spend with the people that I love the most or to spend time, you know, like pouring into my clients that I love working with and doing all of, all of these different things, having the experiences that I want in life a lot of that to me all boils down to different forms of freedom. 100%. And that's, uh, I, can, I can definitely relate to that. And I think uh, I actually want to share with you that on this podcast, we actually want to dive deep into, into the habits, mindset, patterns that create success. And you, you were able to create like an amazing podcast and you were able to break free from like the, the, the job that you had for 11 years and create something meaningful for yourself. I can hear from, you know, the conversation we just had. It's like um, you are in a position where you really have built something meaningful for yourself. And I want to ask you, like, what, in your opinion, were the key factors and the, uh, the essential things that you did and still doing that allowed you to really create um, everything that you were able to create? Oh, gosh. That could potentially be a long list. Um, I, I feel like I feel like one of the things that is coming to mind the most is you and I are so in agreement that personal development is so crucial to success, whatever your definition of success yeah. is, especially in entrepreneurship. And I really believe that um, Anytime I've, I've run into struggles in my business and this still comes up, obviously this is not like and, and something that just stops one day. I am always the problem. Like at the root of it, I am always the problem and there's something I need to work on within myself. And one thing that <clears throat> I think I ran into in business a lot in the first few years was always trying to emulate the other people that I saw who had what, what I wanted hmm. rather than really getting clear on what felt good to me. So even things like ways of launching, you know, I, I, my first couple of business coaches had like a very specific style of launching that exhausted me. It drained me. It made me feel like shit. And I was just like, okay, I guess I just have to accept this because that was what I thought I had to do. And it, but then I, then I would show up for those launches with that kind of energy because mm-hmm. I was trained. I, I was burned out basically before it ever even started. Yeah. So it was things like that and trying to, trying to build and shape and mold my businesses, my, my business around the other businesses that I was looking towards or that, uh, or the coaches that I was being coached by. And I'm so grateful for every single one. I've had amazing coaches, all of them. Um, it's just that there's no one size fits all approach, hmm. but in order to, really create something that is unique to you, you have to be really confident and deeply rooted and grounded in who you are as a human. And that's a big part of where that personal development comes in because it hasn't been until actually like more recently in a lot of ways that I've really started to shun what everybody else considers to be the right way of doing things and started to try to figure it out on my own and to like experiment with little things and test things out. And like, even if other people say that it's not necessarily a great idea, I'm like, okay, well at least let me like test a few things out, see if I can make this work because 
it's a fine line, right? Like I still always want to learn from people who are ahead of me in the game and have invaluable advice to pass along to me, but I still have to make sure that it fits me, that it fits my personality, it fits my business, it fits the lifestyle that I want to create. It still has to fit within that first and foremost. Otherwise, I need to mold or shape it into into something that I can make work for me and be really excited about because that energy comes through in everything. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And and I agree with it. And like what you said about like you were able to everything you were able to create is due personal development. And it's making sense. I'm talking about it a lot here in the podcast. Is like you have some goals you want to accomplish, you cannot accomplish them today. Those goals are big and and the reason you can't accomplish them today is because you're not the person who can accomplish them today. You need to become this person. You need to grow into becoming this person that would be able to accomplish these goals. And there, that's where personal development comes in. And it's not just money goals, like you said. It can be relationship goals, um, fitness goals, business goals. It can be many different things. Family it can be many, many different things. So I love it. And uh, and you you mentioned that you know you were doing most of your personal development uh, via like um, hiring mentoring and coaches and like learning from different people and then trying to adjust it um, for yourself. That's what you have learned. But I'm sure you have done like many more things. So let's let's dive a little bit into, into that. Like, what are you actually doing on the day-to-day basis to kind of improve yourself so you can keep improving to become this person that you actually want to become? I'm always reading, for one thing. Um, reading and listening to podcasts and stuff, but I am a little bit careful about that because sometimes I can feel myself tipping over into information overload Mm. when, when my own creativity starts to get stunted or I start to have a ton of imposter syndrome, I can usually pinpoint it back to I'm spending too much of my time consuming as opposed to creating. So there's a really fine line there. And and that's an especially fine line on social media. If you get sucked into the social media black hole, you can start to look around and go, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this better than me. And they're they're doing that. And why can't I do something like that? There's a a fine line between always learning and still creating because there's so much to be learned from creating too. It's like throwing things at the wall to see what sticks. And then you're like, oh, that, that thing resonated really well or or I felt really good about creating that. That felt really like that filled me up. That fulfilled me. I want to do more of that. So it is a very fine line between making sure that you're creating still more than you're consuming to me, whatever your version of creation looks like, I think. Yeah. And it's very interesting what you're trying, what you're saying. And, and actually like we talked about, you know, having some mental health problems and, uh, and how to overcome them. And we talked about, um, about you know creating and and learning like you said but then i know many people they want to create they listen to this podcast right they uh, they want to grow they want to improve themselves but then many people find themselves watching netflix in their free time instead of doing the work or like you know just like you said being on instagram spending so much time or or deciding to go out with friends instead of dedicate some times for themselves and you seem to have the power to just decide hey, now I'm learning or like now I'm creating, now I'm doing, which is a really important thing for an entrepreneur. If you don't have that, you cannot really be an entrepreneur and create things. But my question to you is like, what advice do you have? Because I'm sure many people and I'm sure me and you are from time to time we get into these situations that we just don't want to do it. We just don't want to take action. So how do you get away from situations like this and, uh, and, and, and focus on your growth? Yeah. And and I need to be clear. Anything I ever talk about on here is because I, or anywhere I, it's because I have learned these lessons and lived these lessons the hard way. (laughs) And often we'll still cycle back into some of these and have to remind myself, okay, you know, we've learned this a different time. We have to bring this back into play. So I never want anyone to think that I don't still struggle with with any of these things. Um, But something that uh, a coach of mine said this to me years ago, action over anxiety. And when we can take action and action does not mean turning on Netflix, (laughs) action means actually creating, like doing something. And it's also about making an active decision to do what is uncomfortable because a lot of the reason why we self-sabotage and I've, I've been doing actually a lot more work and research into this recently because 
I can very easily drop into self-sabotage. And I, I've been trying to figure out some of the actual kind of like science behind it and, and neuroscience and psychology. And one of the biggest things ultimately to sort of break things down in a really simple way is that our brains are trained to be comfortable. So our brains are always going to choose what's more comfortable because that is what is familiar to us. Mm. And when we start doing something that is new and unfamiliar, such as creating, you know, building a business, like even just putting up a post on Instagram that can feel kind of vulnerable, we're always going to want to default to the easier thing. Like humans are inherently, we're, we're lazy. All of us are. Like that's, that's just yeah, because that's nature. we are, that is nature. We, we prefer to be, you know, exercise the least amount of effort for the most amount of return. <laughs> yes. But easy is earned and we have to find ways to force ourselves into some discomfort because it's almost like um, focusing on the long-term gratification. And you can either do what's comfortable right now or you can do what's uncomfortable right now but will lead to a lot more comfort later on. Hmm. And that's that's how we have to look at it. And, and if I can feel myself getting into sort of this self-sabotage cycle and I can feel myself getting like really anxious about my to-do list or something like that, it can be almost paralyzing because it can feel so overwhelming that then we don't even know where to start. We're, we're looking at this mountain that we've created and we're at the bottom and we're going, how on earth am I ever going to get there? Like there, there isn't even any point. I might as well just throw my hands up and give up. So that's where it comes back to like those, those really small, consistent things. And as soon as you start taking even, even the smallest amount of action, your anxiety decreases. So action yeah. and anxiety goes down. It's, it's just, it's so helpful. And anytime I can feel myself getting caught in that cycle, I'm like, okay, what is one thing that I can do right now that would be relatively simple? And as soon as I do it, I start to feel better. It's like, okay, take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> You've got this. You can climb the mountain slowly. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, get over the, the summit today. It can just be a little bit at a time. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so crazy to me. Like everything you just described is the things I'm experiencing as well. Like when, when I, I feel like I'm, I'm like overload, like my brain is about to explode. Like there are so <laughs> many things I'm worried about and there are so many things to do. And, and yeah, I want to do the, the, the convenient thing, start, you know, opening Netflix or whatever, then I, I I have this quote written on the wall where it's like, um, essentially what it says, like the more action you can take, the less stress and worry. And so basically um, action solve all these feelings. So just start with simple actions and it, it compounds. And that's, um, it's perfect advice. And I love it. And it's, uh, it's about having the will to kind of um, understand. First, you need to understand that it's about taking action, but having the smallest will to take the, this, this, the, the first action that's going to lead to many actions to follow instead of just giving up on yourself. It's, it's an act of self-love to do that and take action um, and, and not, you know, just give up on yourself, if that, if that makes sense. Yes. I, love, I love that you describe that as an act of self-love. It, it absolutely is an act of self-love. And what we focus on grows. So do you want to focus on how many movies you've watched on Netflix? Or do you yeah. want to focus on creating something, whatever that something is, and working towards building that. And listen, still take time for Netflix. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm never going to say, you know, don't ever turn on Netflix. It's not that. It's just, what, where are you spending the majority of your time and energy? Where are you focusing the majority of your time and energy? Because wherever you focus it, that yeah. is what is going to grow. Yeah, 100%. And I know you said that you're not perfect and you had like moments where you felt like down. And I want to get into that a little bit. I would love if you could share with us, you know, maybe one major moment that you had in your life that, you you know, it's like kind of impossible. Maybe if you had the moment like that to, to kind of grow from it. And like, if you did, how did you grow from moments like, from a moment like that, if you can choose just one, one, one moment? Yeah. Um, so when I was at my, my corporate job, um, I, I was also in a long-term relationship. So I was in a, a relationship for nine years and we mm -hmm. owned a house together. We lived together. We had for years, like all of, all of these things. And um, I had quit my corporate job in 2018. And uh, then about six months later, it was Christmas Eve. And I got a knock on the door <laughs> and it was my partner at the time. Um, it was his previous girlfriend to inform me that he had been having an affair off and on with her for our entire nine years together. 
Oh my God. So uh, <laughs> I ended the relationship <laughs> and he, he moved out, but all, these devastating lies came out in, in the aftermath, like including the fact that it turned out he had a secret house 170 meters from oh my the driveway God. had for years. Um, it, so it, it for, was, nine, for nine years. He didn't have the secret house for nine years, but about four of those years, I think he had the secret house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'd walk by it every day. Uh, we saw when somebody, because it turned out that that uh, a family member of his had had purchased it, and then they gave him all kinds of access to it. And and we noticed when it had been purchased, and we had all these conversations about the renovations we could see being done. And it turned out that he was the one doing the renovations. <laughs> oh my god! It was just one thing after another, and my entire life burned down in in a split second with a knock on the door, and everything I thought I knew to be true. Um, it was just gone. And I, I'm standing there in the, on the ashes of my life, essentially going, what do I do now? And it was sort of one of these moments of realizing that whatever decision, whatever series of decisions I made in the sort of immediate aftermath were going to impact the rest of my life. So I, I ended, I, I did, I ended the relationship and then he and I spent about six months uh, working together to do some renovations on our own house to put it up for sale. So we did that. And I, I decided right away that I would um, go and travel afterwards because I had been wanting to do that anyway. So as soon as the house was sold, I packed a single suitcase. I, I sold everything I owned virtually, including my car, Maybe. all the things. Yeah, everything. And then I packed a single suitcase and I went to Bali and I ended up staying there for the better part of a year until the pandemic hit. So it just, it, it was completely transformative. And, and there's a lot of, um, there's a, I get a lot of questions about, you know, how did you get over that, especially seemingly quickly, like, a, because I came out with the story publicly about eight months after it happened. And I was just in a completely different headspace by then compared to where I had been. And people were like, how have you done this? And there are so many things involved here, including hiring coaches and mentors to help me. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do, because I have been completely transformed by the people that I have worked with and to be able to do that for other people and to see the change that happens, not only just within them, but within their entire lives is it, it, it's a gift. I, I can't even put words into like, it, it's just astonishing to see the effect that, that you can have when you connect with, with the right people in that way. And one of the, the biggest things is taking responsibility for your own actions. So it would be very easy and it would have been very easy for me to blame him for everything that had transpired. Hmm. And this, this would be a very different conversation if this was, if we were talking, you know, like physical abuse or anything like that, it's very different. Um, there's different types of abuse as well. So it, it really, any type of abuse is, is a little bit different situation, but his, his actions were not acceptable <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but I had to take a hard look at what I had been choosing to believe and what I had been choosing to tolerate and where the roots of those beliefs came from within me because I had to get super clear on, on all of that to in order to rebuild my life and move on because otherwise you know, even though I would be considered by societal standards, the so-called victim in that situation, that is not how I identify. And that has never been how I want to identify. Hmm. I don't want anyone's sympathy. I don't want anything like that. It was more a matter right away for me of looking at this and going, okay, what do I need to heal and fix within me to make sure that I pull every possible lesson from this situation so that I can grow into a different person. And people who have known me since then, like knew me in that relationship and know me now, they all agree without hesitation. They're like, you are a different human being than the person that we knew, like a completely different human being. <laughs> um, I used to have like a fiery temper, like all these things. I, none of that, like, I'm like super calm. I'm super chill. Um, there, there's so many different aspects. Like I'm, I'm a different person than I was then. Oh my God. It's like, first thing, like, thank you so much for sharing. And, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of shocked, shocked right now about few things. It's like one, you know, cheating for nine years. It's something that I, I hard for me to imagine, to be honest. I think but it's what, hard for most of us to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what's even 
harder to imagine and I'm being honest with you is how mature you are like I'm telling you this from my perspective but you know going for after nine years understanding that your um, partner is cheating on you and going and seeing inside what's what what can I improve in me that you know maybe made this happen or not even made but you know supported like you know the the kind of beliefs that I had or the kinds of uh, of um, how they describe it um, expectations that I maybe you had that going inside of you and like learning it's amazing like such an experience can basically ruin someone's life for for, for good it's it's uh, it's definitely hard so that's so mature like uh, I have no other words for that and and um, yeah so how how would you actually describe it so you, you said you, you you put so much focus into growing um, yourself out of this situation and uh, and it led you into the journey that you basically have now and the person you are now so um, it's 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 crazy to think about it and uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know actually how to what to say about it but it's uh I truly respect how you how this you were able to change this. And I think maybe the traveling also allowed you to kinda, you know, run away from the place where you where you were living, kinda to build a new life. Maybe this this is also something that really impacted your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's interesting. Um it was it was only it might have actually been the night that that it happened on that Christmas Eve when I found out uh, about all of this and there were sort of two conversations that happened. One of them was we closed the door after she left and we just sort of looked at each other and he said, I think I just gave you your first book. And I said, yes, you did. <laughs> said, this Literally. Is my first book. Yeah. It, it's already like in the works. Like I've already written part of it. So that is coming. The other thing that I said to him, I was like, I will take this and I will make this the best thing to ever happen to me. And I think that it's really important to, take these, these pockets of trauma sometimes and make the active decision to do something beautiful with it and mm. to create a deeper sense of meaning and purpose from it. I am not saying that uh, there's sort of that bullshit saying about everything happens for a reason. I would never be so dismissive as to say that, especially to somebody who's not only in deep in deep grief, but somebody who has undergone like a tragedy or or a death or something like that. Yeah. I don't believe in that saying, but I do believe in creating meaning and purpose from our circumstances, even in the really dark moments. And it won't happen immediately because you have to take the time to grieve, to to heal, to learn, to grow, and then you can move into the phase of creating that deeper sense of meaning and purpose. And when it came to traveling, I have always been a proponent of traveling solo. Um, I first traveled solo. I went backpacking through Europe um, for a month by myself when I was 21. And I loved it. And I'm going to age myself here. Listen, I'm only 34. Okay. I'm not that (laughs) old, but (laughs) when I went to Europe, I, I did not take my laptop. I didn't even take my cell phone. So I had nothing. I had no technology and I would just allow myself to get lost. I would go to internet cafes if I needed to send emails and stuff. And that would never happen these days, like never. No. But it was, I didn't go to a single country that had English as as the, the main speaking language and I survived. And I not only survived, but I thrived. And I was like, this is awesome. And like, you had a good time. <laughs> yeah, and it was like such a, a confidence boost. And that I, I sort of experienced that again. I had traveled a little bit solo in between those two time frames, but then when I went to um, Bali, I went to the farthest corner of the globe that I could from my hometown. I literally looked it up, and it was Bali. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I knew no one. And somehow, this is also where I started to really figure out what a skill human connection is for me because mm. I just sort of thought that it was like this for everybody, but I built up a community in Bali virtually overnight, like an entire massive community. And people were like, how have you done this this fast? And I'm like, I, doesn't everybody do this? They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really powerful to not only help to change my business as well, but when it, it sounds so sort of cliche because it, this gets tossed around on, on places like Instagram a lot now, but I I do have to say there's something really important about putting yourself into uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. And when you get out of your comfort zone, 
you're forced to level up really quickly in a whole new way, especially when you're living on the other side of the world, you know, no one, um, you're in a foreign country. Like it's, it's when you're traveling, it's not a matter of if things will go wrong, it's a matter of when. <laughs> and yeah. then when they do go wrong, you have to figure it out. There's no one else to rely on. And you start to build up that sense of self-trust, which was so important for me because I had lost all of my sense of trust in myself because I had been trusting someone for nine years that I clearly should not have been trusting. Yeah. And I, I, I had to build that up in huge ways. And that was a very quick way to start to build up self-trust massively. And then that has started to, and it still continues to trickle into other aspects of my life, including my business to be able to, you know, when somebody tells me to, to do something in my business and it doesn't feel good to me, I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel good to me for a reason. I need to readjust this and mold it into what feels good for me. Like what we were talking about before. Oh my God. Yeah. Intention. And I, I would say like understanding your, your inner feeling of like, this is good. This is not good. And And Emily, like literally everything you just said, according to every, all the conversation you ha you ha we had, there is one really common thing that is going up over and over again in different words, which is um, responsibility. It looks like, you know, every topic that we actually discussed about, it went up that you talk a lot about taking responsibility to what happens in your life, whether it's your business, your relationships, your personal development, it's all in my opinion, starts from the understanding that you kind of have and the mindset that you have that you're responsible for, for your life and you have to take this responsibility. Yes, I love that you've noticed that theme because I, I, always, I always talk about that from different angles because how empowering is that, right? You can choose to, people can choose to see that in two ways. They can either choose to see taking responsibility as you know, they, they would rather not, like they'd mm -hmm. rather yeah. sort of deflect it. Or you can see it as incredibly empowering because then you get to make the decisions that can change your entire life for better or for worse. You yes. get to, to make those choices. You can't control your circumstances, but you can control how you react. You can control how you show up in the world. You can control how you treat others. And anytime oh we, we point a finger at somebody, there's three more pointing back at us. Hmm. So we have to keep that in mind that anytime I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm like, Oh, like this is their fault and everything else. And I'm like, okay, back it up. Hmm. <laughs> What, how have you shown up? How could they maybe, maybe you did something that they misinterpreted. Could you have communicated better? Um, is, is there something that you could have done differently in this situation and how can you resolve this? And that is where we have to start because that, that's the root of everything. If you're going to get anywhere in life, you have to be able to take responsibility. This is so powerful. Like literally so powerful. Whatever you just said, it's, um, I, I will have to listen to it and, and hear it again and again. And <laughs> I feel the same way for sure. Like I remember serving in the army. We've talked about this a lot. I couldn't control my life because everybody would make, would make the decisions for me. And I'm, I feel the same way. I want to take responsibility for my life. So I could, I could control how I treat people, how, how I get treated, at least try. And, and what do I choose to, to make out of my life, even while I'm serving in the army. So I, so I, I took my free time and created a business because I took responsibility. And, and, and that's exactly what you're talking about is about understanding that you are responsible and for your life. And this empowers you to now take action, to create and improve every situation, solve every problem by, by taking action, by taking responsibility over it. And I had a conversation literally two days ago with a friend of mine who said, you know, we are not responsible for everything that's happening to us. Like, you know, there is uh, I don't want to get into it a lot, but there is God and there is, there is a higher power and we cannot control what, what's going to happen to us. And I'm like, exactly. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Hence why we need to take responsibility to, to change every, every situation, every circumstances to our advantage. So at least the things that we can control, we can take responsibility over those things and improve everything we can. There are the things that we cannot control, but we can focus and take responsibility over the things that we can control. And if things that we cannot control happens, we can still look inside like you did and see where we maybe could have changed anything. 
and take responsibility over that as well, which is so, so empowering right now. Yeah. And when we're building up that sense of self-trust, because we're taking responsibility for our own actions, we're taking our, you know, our, our life into our own hands in, in a variety of ways, then that means that when shit does hit the fan, because it inevitably will, this, this is life. I do not subscribe to the toxic positivity <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> life is going to happen. Right. And, and the only thing that we can do is, is to take responsibility when it happens again. But when we have moved through adversity, we have built up that self-trust so that when things do happen, then we trust ourselves enough to be able to move through it. And when you have that self-trust, it also gives you the confidence mm. to try hard things too, mm. to try things that are more unfamiliar or uncomfortable that you've never done before. And, and when I have found that the, the more I get into alignment with not only my business, but just like who I am as a human and how I show up in the world, it's like I'm creating this little bubble around myself where the people who, who would have come into my life, uh, just as an example, my, my former partner, for example, um, he would never make it into my life now. I'm not saying I, I, you know, that I, I'm never going to be cheated on again or anything like that. Like, I, I can't control that. But just to be, you know, like lied to and betrayed, like to that degree, that would never happen to me now because I have such like a little bubble around me yeah. that I've created for myself that... I can sense very quickly if people's values and everything else don't line up with me. And it's like, the more I get into alignment, the more I don't even have to make those decisions. Sometimes it's like those people don't even come near me yes. because I am so much more in alignment that it, that, that isn't even, it, it, there's like a separation there. And I've talked to other people who feel the same way that they're like, yeah, like the more, the more fulfilled I feel, the more I get clear on my sense of purpose, the more I become in alignment in different areas of my life. It's like these amazing people just keep falling into my life. And I'm like, where are you coming from? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like an energetic thing, right? It's powerful. It's and I know that sounds kind of woo. And I, I'm it's still, not. you know, often like, yeah, like I'm very rooted in science too, but I also love the woo. And, and there is something to be said for those, those energy yeah. exchanges. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? I would add on that. I think um, what's stopping most people, it used to happen to me as well, to get into this place where you actually attract the people that you want to connect with. Uh, the actual people that you are, are actually aligned with your core values is being uh, being afraid, not being afraid, but being um, always the decisions that you take in life based on how you are judged by other people. So then perceived, yeah, yeah, how you're perceived. So it looks like what you were able to do is remove that, start really being the person that you are. And you kind of embraced it, you created your own values and you created alignment around who you are. So then you started acting like who you really are and that attracted because people see this energy, it's all over the place, right? Uh, so people who are on the same values just came into your life and you came into their life. We are just, um, we, we are connected to people who, who are similar to us. It, that's, that's how it works. It's true. Like attracts like, right? Yeah. And yeah, I completely, I completely agree. And and there was also something um, when it came to sort of like becoming more in alignment, there was something really powerful for me about sharing my story because I knew right away that I would share my story about about the infidelity and, and all of that. But I I needed to heal first. I needed to move through it first before I I would feel comfortable. But it felt like a weight had been lifted. Like it's because we can often hold so much shame around some of our stories, especially when it's around heavier, kind of more taboo topics like that. Mm -hmm. And when we open up in huge new ways, it it's a powerful shift and, and it, it opens up and again, kind of like changes your energy and how you show up in the world. And that, I, I really feel like that has been such a powerful shift for me. I, I don't know that I would be where I am today if I hadn't publicly come out with that story and not because like it, it grabbed people's it grabs people's attention or anything like that but because of what it did to change me as a person just to release it and yeah. and that's not the right choice for everyone but it was for me and, and I feel like a, a lot of empowerment came from that for me 100% 100% and uh, yeah I, I agree with it and sharing is uh it's just taking a little bit offload from our heart, but not only that, it allows us to grow because now we have to deal with all the sharing that we are doing. So that's, that's incredible. And, uh, Emily, thank you so much. Like, uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure, you know, 
having this converse, conversation and you being open about all of this and giving such incredible advice. Um, I really appreciate it. And I wanted to ask you, is there anything you want to you wanna finish with? Any other advice that you think you want to provide to the people listening right now after hearing your story and, and everything you just said? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I think... I think especially right now, because a lot of people are struggling and I'm actually sort of coming out of a period of a bit of like kind of darker struggle again, myself a little bit um, for a variety of reasons that were all just kind of situational and a lot of them pandemic related. I, I think that a reminder that I needed to hear was that um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. And if you are kind of moving through hard times right now, the light is there. You just might not be able to see it quite yet, but you'd also be amazed at how quickly things can change. So to keep going, because sometimes things can change massively from one day or, or one week to the next, but you can feel so low at some point that it might be like, you feel like you're always going to be experiencing that. And it's simply not true. That can be the, the lie that depression tells us. So if you're having a really hard time, try to hang on to the fact that things can change so rapidly and that there, there is something else out there for you. It's just a matter of moving through it to get there. 100%. Staying positive, seeing the positivity at the end and going through that. That's amazing. Emily, thank you so much. So much. <laughs> thank it's you. Be, it's been a pleasure. Um, if there is anybody who wants to uh, connect with you, uh, where they can find you? Yeah, I, so I'm over at the Room to Grow podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, and I'm over at Instagram, uh, Emily Goff Coach. Goff is spelled uh, like cough with a G. And send me a DM. I'd love to connect. And anyone who wants to work with me, um, I work with people in terms of for human connection in relation to themselves and their relationships. Um, and I do still work with entrepreneurs specifically in terms of how to connect with others for their business as well. So you can connect with me about that. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Emily. Um, it's you, been a pleasure yeah. having you here and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. And we are done. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. And I'm actually curious, what is the number one thing that you have learned from this podcast episode and how are you going to implement it into your life? Send me a message on Instagram, a direct message, Degilad Hanina on Instagram, and I would love to hear from you. Now, if you're getting tremendous value from this podcast, I would really appreciate it and it would mean a lot to help us grow if you could subscribe, leave a rating and review to our podcast. That's it for today's episode and I will see you on the next. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.